1: you
2: This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty!
3: Live from Studio C. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Today, Monday, brand new week. We're under the tutelage of our general manager.
2: Consequences the likes of which few throughout
3: history have ever suffered before. That's our general manager? Yeah. Okay. All right. Wake up and smell the consequences. If you don't know what that means, stay tuned. That might be the news of the day. Might be the news of the century. Actually. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Could be the news of the history of the world. Yeah. Uh, I laugh. So how did the cockroaches take over again, Daddy?
2: Well, it started with a tweet, son. (laughs)
4: Yeah.
2: You laugh because it's easier than crying? (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't make your mascara run. Yeah.
3: Anyway. Ow! They're actually discussing on the Trump-hating channel MSNBC... Whether they should continue to read the president's tweets.
2: <laughs> How precious. <laughs>
3: oh, man. He's got a couple today, right? A witch hunt related one and, oh, yeah. a, and a World War Three related one. Oh,
0: He's been going for several hours already.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's the advantage of not having to sleep much. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad before we get into the uh, the stories of the day, and there's some big ones. Um, there's our board operator, Michelangelo. He presses buttons, he flips toggles, he pulls levers, he makes this whole thing go out to the, the various stations. How are you this morning, Michael?
4: I'm doing good. I met some nice a fans at my favorite warehouse club, believe it or not, shopping. They recognized me, and they said, I really enjoy the work you do on the show. You're really funny. I said, well, thank you. Have a good day. They said, thank you, positive Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then they asked if you'd like to try these new chicken taquitos. Yeah, <laughs>
3: there is positive, Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
0: Uh, doing very well. I, I am really trying to give this whole uh, time-restrictive eating thing a go. I'm trying to trying to actually give it a long enough time to see if I actually feel a difference or something. I'm a couple weeks into it so far. Most of the time, I can do it all right. Now, this is something where you try to condense the window in which you do your eating or calorie consumption uh, to as small as window as possible.
3: Jimmy Kimmel's doing six hours, I
0: think. Yeah, yeah. Really hardcore people do Whoa. crazy only, stuff like that.
3: He's only eating like between ten and four or something.
0: Wow. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm It'd trying to do, to do eleven hour window, and I'm tr- I'm struggling to to make that work. And uh, I find the weekends to be hard because it throws everything off. And this Monday in particular, I'm. I'm quite hungry this morning. I was
3: texting with a friend last night who's doing that, and he says he's lost 15 pounds. I said I'm I'm currently doing the eat whatever I want whenever I want plan, (laughs) and it's not working that well? Yeah. Yeah. I saw a weight this morning I haven't seen in many, many months. Well, we have that in common. Many months. I was the heaviest I've been in, got at least a year this over the weekend. Ooh, on the, sobering. Yeah. The eat what I want when I want, it's it's easy. Here's, here's the upsides of the, of my diet plan. It's easy. <laughs> easy to follow. <laughs> uh, on, on a number of levels. It doesn't take any willpower. Hmm. It doesn't take any planning. Right. In fact, that uh, really plays a lot into it. Not the,
2: very expensive in terms of the <laughs> procuring
3: food. No really. planning whatsoever. You just, when you're hungry, you eat whatever's closest to you. Mm. And uh, it will cause you to gain weight, if that's what you're hoping for. Uh, There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
4: I am feeling great. And by the way, gentlemen, I am going to offer to louse up your diets this morning because another one of my financial investments paid off. Madge, you're on a roll. You're one of the best gamblers I've ever known. What did you gamble on? We had the British Open. Francesco Molinari won the Open, and that is who we invested in. (laughs) Wow, good for you.
3: Yes, that's a name I've never heard in my life. But congratulations!
4: I hadn't heard of him either until my uh, financial advisor brought me uh, the investment possibility. So and I did said, you?
2: Sure. Did you invest on a couple of guys or just
4: Molinari? Oh, a couple of guys. Okay. A couple of guys. I was yeah. Say, that's a
2: hell of a pick.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you uh, came out ahead, which is oh, the whole yeah. point of gambling. Indeed, indeed. And no. I like to share the wealth, so yeah. we'll bring home the bacon once again this morning. Oh man. So my diet will continue.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Then I went to work and somebody put bacon in front of me, so I ate that. (laughs) Took
3: my (laughs) took my son, the oldest son, to the fair on Friday night, and we really Uh ate poorly. We really ate poorly. Fair food. You ate excellently. Well, it was good. He yeah. had he had cotton candy for the first time in his life. Oh, oh right. Yeah, he'd, never, he'd seen it on TV and cartoons, but he'd never. how do he like it? He didn't like it actually. Really? It might not have been very good cotton candy. I didn't taste it. Doesn't that, just because what does that mean? You know, well, I don't know, but it's possible that it was. It's sugar, <laughs> yes. not the best of cotton candies. It's just pink? sugar. The crazy thing with cotton candy is they give you way more than you could ever eat. That's part of the. Uh, uh, like a lot of bad food, the, they get you. They get you with the look how big this is, and you yeah. could never eat that. No one could ever eat it because it's like it. It was like the size of uh, two basketballs, probably. Wow, that was the small. <laughs> I got the small cow. for him, knowing he couldn't eat a tenth of it. Yeah. other people were getting their kids the large, which is like the size <laughs> of three basketballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it makes me sick
2: just thinking
0: about there it. There
3: ought
2: to be a booth where you can just go get diabetes. I'll have to talk. <laughs> Save about yourself
3: that. time. Later, bad eating and a bunch of spinny rides. And on the way home, he was saying, I don't feel so good. Don't take those bumps so fast. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Roll down
2: the window, son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that
3: uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Monday, July 23rd, the year 2018,
2: we're setting you straight in 21-8. Where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. Okay, now let's get uh, down to work. Precisely according to FCC rules and regs, the show begins at... Mark
1: To the Iranian President
0: Rouhani, never ever threaten the United States again, or you will suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious! Exclamation point.
3: So I don't mind the President's tough talk to a variety of countries. I, I really like it, but uh, that is a threat he is not going to carry out. No way Nor is he No, he's not I mean I did...
2: Or is he Because
3: they say Death to America every... They say death to America Like how you doing Right In that country exactly. And yeah. according to that tweet If you ever do that again We're going to go to war with you Which yeah. I don't think we are War of words maybe Hmm uh, what are their headlines, Marshall?
4: And we've got more on the president's latest all-caps war of words coming up. we got a former Trump advisor mocking FBI allegations he was a Russian agent and why you need to talk really, really fast when you see your doctor. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. That's a good one. I want to hear that. How's mailbag
3: look? Oh, it's fine. It's, it's a, but certainly Monday-worthy. We'll parse a couple of the president's tweets. I mean, you know, the discussion of... Uh, Should we give him a platform on tweets like this? You got to talk about this. The president of the United States just threatened a major power on Earth. The number one exporter of terrorism on the planet. Oh, boy. They had it
2: coming. You got
3: to discuss that. And we will. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience Of 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 the nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Apple's got some software out to um, help you with your phone addiction, which is interesting thing to do when that's
1: uh, kind I'm of your,
3: what you're selling. Yeah. But I'm considering getting a flip phone. Read an article from somebody who did that over the weekend mm. and uh, I'm considering it. I don't know if I can pull it off, but. They, they went back to the flip phone and really enjoyed it. Flip phone, you could still get texts. That's it. Mm. And phone calls. Still mm. got, like,
0: the shared key, so you got to hit seven four times to get yeah. an S. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm. So you'd probably text less.
2: Tad cumbersome there. Yeah. But well. I had one where you had to slide out little keyboard. I never got very good at it, though. Yeah. I never even got good at sliding it out, much less, <laughs> much less using it, so operator error mailbag
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. You know I forgot we had the uh the weekly shower thoughts, so I haven't highlighted them. Maybe I'll just grab a couple at random. Like really it. really quickly, we posted a a clicker we're about to at com of a um a, a guy who and there's a, a growing community of these people. They get wind of scammers trying to rip people off. And they mess with them. They get them on the phone, they mess with them. They waste their time, they berate them, whatever. This one was uh, really entertaining. It's a little long, but it's at armstronggiddy.com. You're the sort of slacker who has lots and lots of time. This is of a freedom-loving quote of the day of an odd sort from Walter Cronkite, sent along by uh, Ben, the Libertarian, but I think you'll get it. Cronkite said, I'm not sure when, but it doesn't matter. I covered the Vietnam War. I remember the lies that were told, the lives that were lost, and the shock when 20 years after the war ended, former Defense Secretary Robert McNamara admitted he knew it was a mistake all along. I think the point of that is love your country, distrust your government. The
0: government is not the country. The people are the country. The Constitution is the country. That was one of the more telling things about the most recent Ken Burns Mm -hmm. Vietnam documentary is how just multiple presidents throughout the whole time... You know, when secret meetings, are like, oh, this is, yeah, we mul- can't win this.
3: Multiple administrations, different parties behind the scenes saying we can't win this, mm-hmm. and continuing to throw people at it.
2: Right, exactly. F- often for political purposes, yeah. like electoral purposes, sacrificing young lives for that. You can't be cynical enough if you dedicated your life to it. The most underrated part, oh, uh, onto the weekly shower thoughts, as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Most underrated part of being a superhero with unbreakable skin must be their immunity to mosquitoes. Mm. Superman never talks about that, but that is... Uh, yeah. If the countries of Chad and Jordan never went to war, all the news headlines would sound like they were two really rich guys who were pissed off at each other. <laughs> Chad and Jordan. <laughs> that, is,
0: that is
2: funny. Making a typo in an online argument is the equivalent of your voice cracking in a verbal argument. <laughs> that is kind of funny. <laughs> <clears throat> The brain may have named itself, but it also recognized that it named itself and was surprised when it realized that. Ah, the human brain. It's amazing. At least some are. Um, oh, we've done this. We've talked about this before. It's easier to win an argument with a smart person than a dumb person. It's very true. Hmm. Uh, that's pretty good. Seeing a young person skating is cool. Seeing a middle-aged person skating is not cool, but seeing an old person skating is probably the coolest thing ever. Yeah, That's oh. what, a lot of things are probably like that. Yeah, which is, is more about the uh, the looky
3: than the skater. A little kid dancing is cool, an old person dancing is cool, oh. middle-aged? Why, why am I watching this? Right, this is <laughs> stupid. What, does, what <laughs> does that
2: mean? It means something. Oh, let's see. Okay. The weather... <laughs>
3: guys, is you can apply that to all kinds of things. A four-year-old on a bike is cute. A 94-year-old on a bike is... Look at him. Mm-hmm. A 40-year-old on a bike? Why Why Who am cares? I looking at this? That guy son? got a DUI.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that guy has no job. <laughs> <laughs> the weather in England is so terrible, the Beatles made a song about the sun coming out like it was a miracle. Hmm. Moving along. Uh, wonderful show. Your show is by far the best talk show on radio today. Keep up the good work. That's JM listening in San Diego every day. Well, that's hard to live up to. Rarely missing a show. That's very kind of you. We don't usually read uh, you know, letters of, of praise like that, but it was so kind of you to send that along to take a moment of your life. Who knows how many moments we all have left? And yet, JM took a moment just to say something nice to somebody. Mm-hmm. We need more of that, don't we? People who don't take a moment to do that, I would like to punch them in the face. <laughs> uh, and speaking of listening, here's uh, Scott from Reno, formerly Playa del Carmen. I remember I, I hooked up and had a beer with Scott in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, oh, really? once. Yeah, Hell of a nice guy. That's Just, where we
3: hunt. my wife and I honeymooned. Rented a house there. It was so I,
2: awesome. I'd forgotten. It's a pleasant place. Oh, man. it was awesome. Just letting you know, I'm listening to the podcast from a VW Gall. Maybe golf? I think he left off the F. While driving down the highway in Belize, some beautiful shots of B- Belize. Keep up the good work, thanks, Scott. Keep up the good listening, uh, uh, Sean. What was your uh, your your um, African improv troupe going to be called? Uganda? Uh, be kidding me? Right? We're, we're trying to secure locations for a 2019 tour. Right, <laughs> and I was going to join forces with my Kenya Believe
0: It <laughs> comedy <laughs> troupe. Yeah, we were going to try to do some cross promotion. I, I really think that uh, you know the world needs more laughter. South American division? I can't believe it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're auditioning folks right now. Send
3: in your app. So we rented this house on uh, the ocean there for our honeymoon, and it was out. It jutted out over the water, mm. and it was all window. The wall was an entire, the whole wall was a window. How fantastic so is sitting that? Sitting there on the couch, you couldn't see anything at all except for ocean. Wow.
2: And that I sounds f- Crazy it was, cool, it
3: was, and I and I I thought every single day we were there for two weeks. I thought every single day, would you ever get tired of this? Because every day it was just magical to me. Mm. I thought, would that wear off, or or could you, if you're lucky enough, if you got the
2: kind of money where you can have a place like that? Um, I think the human brain, after a while, it just it can't take the same stimulus over and over again. And react in assume, the same way. But
3: I don't know. I would but,
2: hope you wouldn't lose the capacity to say that's beautiful. I'm a fortunate person. I don't know. You know I don't know. Yeah, so, I
3: that I, I, for a while after I got back, if I wanted to like meditate and calm myself down, I would try to picture yeah. that that very scene sitting on that couch. Yeah, I took my banjo with me on our honeymoon, and I'd sit on that couch and play my banjo, looking out over the ocean.
0: Wow. You took your horse, isn't your horse named Banjo? <laughs> yes, no, I took the musical
3: instrument. According to some, <laughs> hey honey, I'm
2: going to bring the banjo. <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> Well, I almost sold that banjo, and my wife said, You can't sell that banjo. That's the one you took on our honeymoon. The honeymoon banjo. Exactly. How many guys take a banjo on their honeymoon? I never None. thought about
2: that. But Not you. Many. <laughs> You're the only one because they love their wives. <laughs> and
3: that was the house we lived in, had a monkey in the attic, which was really cool. Wow. Yeah, at night, there were monkeys in the attic.
2: Wow. There are monkeys downstairs, too, if you know what I mean. The high was our honeymoon? I have no idea. <laughs> wow so uh that's well, that's uh great that's I'm- the
3: part of the story our kids really like the fact that there were monkeys in the attic yeah the rest they probably aren't ready to hear <laughs> and my favorite memory of that honeymoon always will be my wife sitting on a rock in her bikini trying to open a coconut
2: by smashing it on the rock <laughs> <laughs> very primal <laughs> wow wow was she uh, i'm sorry to be so plot oriented but was she eventually able to? Oh bust yeah, she it did open? that
3: every day. she she'd she'd, oh. she'd sit there in her bikini, cracking open a coconut on the rock, and then eat coconut, fresh coconut. As we looked at the ocean, I
2: can't believe you came back.
3: Uh, it wasn't easy. I hear that. Mm. Anyway, moving along. Just thinking about that relaxes me.
2: Here's a nice note from Tim in Redondo Beach. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to you. It's occurred to me that you guys mentioned the president an awful lot. He's even more popular than Hitler. What? Odd thing to say. While playing a ding with each mention would certainly get old quick, you can't ding the ding. <laughs> All right, maybe I went too far. I, you need to womp womp your dinging of the ding. Yeah, yeah, how's that feel? Huh? Did you just womp womp-womp womp the womp womping of the dinging of the ding? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, let's Perhaps you could just take a day off after each 1,000 mentions of the T word. Wow. Wow. Well, we'd have to have somebody compile each mention, Tim. But if we hit a 1,000 Trumps, I'd say it would be about a a time to take a day off. I like your idea. I know you had a couple of Trump-free days back during the election, and this would be like that, except it would happen at least once a week. (laughs) Oh, Tim, you're writing with a keyboard dipped in sarcasm there. I
3: saw a media mogul who's got a book out. I can't remember his name right now. But he was talking about how um, the the media has gotten... uh, Definitely too hooked on the Trump thing. And he said he turns on CNN and every single story is about Trump. And yeah. then, and and there are a lot of stories that go on in the world every single day that don't need to be about Donald Trump.
2: Yeah, and listen, if I was going to put my sincere hat on, and it's uh, it's nice, it's got a really big feather in it, a red brim. Um, But yeah, there are things that are important to your life or humanity or you know, your country, your state, your city. Um, your, your children, yourself That are completely obscured By this obsessing over the Admittedly uh, 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 Crazy and, and Peripatetic uh, POTUS
3: I read the New York Times book reviews on Sunday uh, Saturday night or Sunday and uh, They can't review A book about anything without relating It to Trump. They just can't
2: And it's so weird And it sucks the fun out of it Here's Jack sitting out Over the ocean, playa del Carmen, his wife keeping time by banging coconuts on
0: rocks. (laughs) Ah,
3: boy. So, yeah, if you haven't heard uh, a couple of Trump's tweets from today, not to. Oh, boy. Yeah, but uh, they're (laughs) worth hearing. Coming up in Marshall's news on the Armstrong and Getty Show. It just occurred to me: What is the point of a honeymoon? Is this to, is it to say this is the opposite of what your life will be like for the next twenty years? This is the one hundred percent opposite of what your life will be for the next two
2: decades. I think it's like, the point. It's a week or two to let the glue set the glue you know <laughs> to uh, to have a really really good time and yeah, it's kind of you know th- 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 I'm trying to come up with a metaphor that doesn't sound sexual the point being you're to probably, solidify the union a really pleasant and pleasurable bonding time but you're probably youngish childless
3: have been doing a lot of eating out and running around. Yes. That's not when you need that trip. Uh-uh. You need that trip 10 years later when yeah. your kids are 7 and 8 and you haven't, you know, you haven't gone out the two of you together and you can't even remember how long.
2: Our 20th anniversary trip was so great, I will think of it on my deathbed. Presumably I have a deathbed and not like a fiery death car. You know. <laughs> wow. Oh my. Uh, yeah, it was it was fantastic, and at that point, you remember that sitting on your death unicycle, yeah. Well, or, well, wow, however, you die. Wow, twenty years. So that was. Uh, oh yeah, we had three kids at that point. Yeah, so that's yeah, when that, you need a honeymoon. Oh,
4: we needed it bad. <laughs> uh, news now with Marshall Phillips. Our well, President Donald Trump issued an all caps threat to Iran after the country's president said earlier in the day that pursuing hostilities against his country could lead to the mother of all wars. Trump's tweet was sent late last night after the president got back to the White House from spending the weekend at his golf club in New Jersey. Trump writing, all in caps, To Iranian President Rouhani, never ever threaten the United States again or you will suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious. I think
2: we are. I think that's kind of their
4: thing.
3: I think we are a country that will allow you to say those violent things about us. Because they're so
2: dumb, it doesn't matter. But
3: I find it no. hard to believe we're going to go to war with Iran if, they're, if, if, if the leader is screaming death to America in front of a bunch of screaming
2: fans. A couple of points for the world community who are listening every day to the Armstrong and Getty Show. First, listen. You spend a week in New Jersey and see whether you don't come out more combative than when you <laughs> went in. So the president was a little riled up. Oh! Uh, second thing is uh, a message to the Middle East. The whole "it'll be the mother of all." That's kind of a running joke in the West. We don't think that makes you sound tough. That we think it makes you sound ridiculous. Maybe come up with a new metaphor. Well, let's talk about the.
3: President's end of it though, on our side all um, right. How do we feel about that?
2: The all caps?
3: It's terrible it's no, the Nobody saying, likes that the, say- oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the first sentence Yes,
3: You can't do that anymore Or we will attack you Is what he's saying Isn't he saying, if you say death to America again We will go to war with you Isn't that what he just
2: said? Yes, on a practical level You have suggested that the trigger for physical warfare Is verbiage that, That's got to be an unfulfilled threat well, we then, can't go around making war on every tin horn dictator.
3: Can the President of the United States going around making unfulfillable threats?
2: Uh, well, um, he could argue that consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before might include just trying to cut off all their oil exports. You know, terrible, terrible economic I don't believe sanctions.
3: we'd even do that. I don't believe we'll even do
2: that. Mm. Because it's quite possible today the uh, The leader
3: of Iran is going to say death to America. You're a ever trumper
2: You have Trump derangement
3: syndrome. No, no, I think this, you're right. it's just it's, a yeah. stupid thing you can't say because you can't back it up. It's like if you lose your temper and say to your friends, your, your kids, if you don't stop doing that, I'm going to burn all your toys or right. something like that. Yeah. And you're not. No, you're not. No. You're not going to do that. You've weakened
2: yourself. You've thereby. weakened yourself greatly. Yeah. Um... It was it posited on one of the many networks this morning. Too many networks. The government needs to step in. But they said, all right, now Trump is the genius at controlling the narrative. He wants us talking about Iran today and not, is it Russia or the FISA memo
3: the, Carter Page the, right. thing? The, re, the recorded Cohen tape. That's the one. Really? Yeah. According to the people who follow this sort of thing. That's what he's mostly concerned about. The Cohen recorded their conversations. Oh, yeah, about the uh, the
2: Playboy girl and other things. Uh, okay. Right. Well, when they come out, people are going to talk okay, about it. But regardless, so you're yeah. saying it's a distraction. Well, I don't know. It was that was positive. Can't, even if
3: it is, the president of the United States can't threaten to attack another country over something slight that they're going to do today. Right. It, it just it lose, you lose all your credibility. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. You just can't do that.
2: It's a little reality showish. Well, it won't even work. If she gets in my face one more time, there's going to be something to pay. Yeah, but it's not even going
3: to work as a, uh, a domestic thing very long. You can only do it a couple of times, right? And then it's not even worth reporting.
2: Well, yeah, we'll have to see how this all plays out, obviously. Like I've been saying for a couple of years now. Yeah, I'm very disappointed in that.
4: Meanwhile, the White House is saying President Trump was obviously referring to allegations of collusion between his campaign and Russian agents when he tweeted on Sunday about a big hoax. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders saying, obviously the president is talking about collusion with the campaign. He's been very clear that there wasn't any. I think he said it about a thousand times. Trump had tweeted out on Sunday. So... President Obama knew about Russia before the election. Why didn't he do something about it? Why didn't he tell our campaign? Because it is all a big hoax. That's why. And he thought crooked Hillary was going to win. Well, I am sounding like a never-Trumper, but
3: that tweet sounds to me like he's saying Russian me- Russia meddling in our election is a big hoax.
2: Yeah, it's not obvious to me he meant the other thing at all, but I am so tired of this conversation. I really am. Figure it out. Get to the end of it. Jail people. Whatever. Just get done with it. It doesn't help anybody to have the President of the
3: United States pretending the Russians didn't meddle with our election in a way unprecedented
2: in our history. And it would seem that that's the case. I admit
4: it. Meanwhile, you've got former Trump advisor Carter Page denying he was acting as an agent for Russia. Carter telling CNN Sunday morning. You're talking about misleading the courts. It's just so misleading going through those 400-plus-page documents, you know, where do you even begin? It's literally a complete joke. On Saturday, the FBI released hundreds of documents detailing the Bureau's investigation into Page, including their secret wiretap request approved by federal judges. In those documents that they released, the FBI accuses Carter of being a Russian operative. He's a dope.
3: He was a low-level advisor, never met with Trump one time. Uh, the FBI, according to Marco Rubio, yesterday on one of the talk shows, the FBI did not improperly do anything. Right. Here's a guy who'd met with the Russians a whole bunch of times. We're going to look into it. They apparently looked into it and were not concerned because that was two years ago and he's still out walking the streets. Right. So yep. that's the end of the story with that. He's, he's a low-level nobody who didn't apparently
2: do anything wrong. Well, and the defense... For Donald J. Trump meeting with various uh, Carters, Page and Georges Papadopoulos and, and whomever else is, at one point on the campaign trail, somebody said, "Who's your foreign policy team?" And Trump said, "Oh, we're uh, you know we're getting uh, we're getting that together. We got some big name. big 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 names." And somebody <laughs> ran around like in the next forty eight hours asked a bunch of people if they'd be willing to be advisors. A couple of them met around the table with him once. And a handful of them never met him at all. They were just names on a page. Right, right. But so yeah, you can you can say breathlessly that they were his foreign policy advisors, but barely. A couple of more notes. Uh, this I just was looking at Ian Bremmer's Twitter feed, and he uh, he uh, quotes the Donald J. Trump uh, threat to Iran, right? And he says, wow, the J stands for Jumpin' Jehoshaphat. <laughs> <laughs> now there's some geopolitical nightmare, uh, the, the <laughs> witticism.
4: <laughs> there you go, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, C. Armstrong and Getty showed the conscience of the nation. <laughs>
3: I uh, got this text. Ha-ha, you are moronic on this Trump stuff this morning and most other mornings. Well, thank you. At least I'm consistent. Right. Um, Thanks for listening to a couple of morons. I'd like to... I actually don't want to take any phone calls, but I'd like to hear somebody explain how it's a good thing to claim you're going to go to war with Iran the next time they say death to America.
2: I, I, mean, well, I can offer the counter-argument. All right. I'm familiar with it. And All it's right. not without uh, some good sense. Okay. Among other
3: things coming up. Many, many efforts being made to figure out how to spend less time on your smartphone. From uh, from psychologists to Apple to everybody else. Also, is the gun argument about to be over? The gun argument may be over soon. Really? Gun, gun laws and all that sort of thing may be settled. Wha? Yeah, You're not going to like the result, maybe. But Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Armstrong and Getty. The
2: conscience of the nation.
4: Took
3: my son to local fair over the weekend, and uh, I was thinking as I was watching him, he is he is happier than I I have been in, in a very very long time. I mean, he's just the just completely unbridled joy that a kid can get. Yeah, um, that's what I'm striving for today, for wow. both me and to bring you the listener. Wow, unbridled joy. Wow, no bridle needed. Now that's a goal. That is a goal fantastic because you as a kid first of all you appreciate things he just wouldn't enjoy that much as an adult oh great a fatty snack just what i need i mean it tastes good but you're not like <laughs> not over right. the moon about I it. i shouldn't be doing this <laughs> yeah. yeah you also don't have uh, you know any concerns in the back of your head you know the economy your health anything else, nothing to that is Trump's lingering. foreign policy yeah, none of that is lingering exactly. as you run to the next ride
2: with cream cheese on your lips. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Yeah. Being totally unconcerned that you have food on your face. That's a good way to be. I mean, you find out as an adult, somebody says, hey, you got some, uh, you're mortified. It's like, kid, you don't care. What, what the hell do you care if I got food on my face? I don't. It's a Good way to be. Coming up, Ethi- Ethiopian prophet arrested after trying to resurrect a corpse. Stay with us for that story. All right. Uh, listen, the FBI's taking it on the chin a little bit lately, and, uh, you know, it's too bad. Uh, but in a way, it's great, because we need to keep an eye on these institutions. The idea yeah, we're losing faith with our institutions. Well, you know what? If they don't keep the faith with us, if they don't deserve our faith, well, that's a healthy thing. It's the only way they get healthy again. That's the only way they, they come correct. Got this story. Been hanging on to this for a while, but I think it's worth uh, mentioning. The FBI has repeatedly provided grossly inflated statistics to Congress and the public about the extent of problems posed by encrypted cell phones, claiming investigators were locked out of nearly 7,800 devices connected to crimes last year, nearly 7,800, when the correct number is probably around 1,000 to 2,000, the Washington Post has learned. So, wow, exaggerating it by perhaps as much as uh, seven times. Over a period of seven months, FBI Director Christopher Wray cited the inflated figure as the most compelling evidence for the need to address what the FBI calls going dark, the spread of encrypted software that can block investigators' access to digital data, even with a court order. The FBI first became aware of the miscount about a month ago and still doesn't have an accurate count of how many encrypted phones they received. Um, but last week, one internal estimate put the correct number of phones, locked phones at about 1,200.
3: This is another one that you should be able to just jump straight to the Supreme Court with. Uh, We need a ruling at the highest level on this whole, can you have something that is a secret from everyone that the government can't get into? Yes or no. Mm -hmm. We need a decision on that as opposed to waiting until a case finally gets there five years from now. And then ruling that the person who brought it didn't have standing. Chickening out. Right. Hiding behind your robes. Because I get the argument on both sides. Um you looking into my phone is you looking into every aspect of my life. On the other hand, there has never been an un, unobtainable something. There's never been a padlock so great that the feds
2: couldn't get in that drawer if they wanted to. Eventually, sure. Right. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. On the other hand, there's never been a way for thousands of Russians, thousands of Chinese hundreds of North Koreans and and at least dozens of 400-pound guys on their bed (laughs) to get into your safe from anywhere on Earth without leaving their home and or nondescript office building in Beijing. Right. So we need a safe that can't be gotten into. Um, the FBI said, despite the phone counting errors, where they, uh, exaggerated how much by seven times, maybe really hurts your argument. Um, it remains a serious problem for the FBI, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But that's a good point, Jack. I'd love to see it just go straight to the Supreme court and us get to the bottom of it and just give us a ruling. So, uh, speaking of rulings coming um, up, Ethiopian prophet arrested after trying to resurrect corpse. Evidently, you can't do that in Ethiopia. Mm. I would think. Let's leave. Well, i you know what? What's the harm? It's like the the right to try taking to an extreme. Extreme. Uh, later, I'll. Get He's to, dead. What's going to happen? <laughs> later, I'll get to this health story. The vindication of cheese, butter,
3: and full fat and milk. Mm. Uh, the opposite of what I was told my entire uh, youth and early adulthood is what they now say is healthy, which is, should. Should make you cynical for the rest of your life about any dietary advice. Um, Here's the end of the gun debate for you. This is why the gun debate may be over soon. A court ruling that a guy who had posted plans on how to 3D print out gun parts, that had been, a judge had ordered those taken down. Well, a court overruled that and said, "Nah, nah, you can't do that. So you can post plans on the internet for how to print out gun parts. On a 3D printer, and it won't be long, and everybody's going to have access to a 3D printer. That's mm-hmm. just a thing, and um, then anybody will be able to print out a gun at their house, and thus gun laws are just out the window, as far as I can tell. The gun debate's going to change <laughs> radically, at least. Yeah, because there a, a gun, well, especially you... especially like just a handgun, there aren't very many parts to it. It's not a very complicated piece of equipment. Nope, and um, you you get those hard plastic parts put it together quite simply i got a friend who assembles guns all the time talks about how
2: easy it is you got a gun go. well the only way that the anti gun people can combat it with the, uh, would be with the draconian possession laws be like you know people can cook their own meth too but you probably shouldn't because if you get caught you're in terrible terrible trouble so that would be the only countermeasure really yeah. possession laws um Good luck with
3: that. I I know people, I would never do this, but I know people who have some things that may or may not be illegal and they figure the only way they'd ever get caught is if they had to use it in some sort of home invasion and at that point, they might be willing to take their lumps.
2: Sure. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, let me go. Rather judged by 12 than carried by 6, as they say. So
3: we got to discuss the the tweet about Iran. Joe's got the counter-argument. I just, I think
2: it's, uh, I wish he hadn't done it. Plus, if you do try to revive a corpse in Ethiopia, make sure the family understands it probably won't work. Because evidently they got pretty riled up. Their hopes were a little high.
3: He got their hopes up like they believed it would happen.
2: Exactly. That's when things turned ugly. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: At GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore.